All right, welcome back to the Struggles of a Christian podcast. Today we're going to Numbers. We're going to read a, a, a well-known story about Miriam and Aaron and Moses and the time that Miriam speaks out against Moses. Now, we many times, most of us, we stay away from the books of Numbers and Leviticus and Deuteronomy because they're just too hard. Well, they're not. Um, they're just, you know, they take a lot of thought and a lot of dissemination. Most of us nowadays just want to read through it without having to actually think. The book of Numbers is actually very, very informative. So today we're going to start out at Numbers 12.1, and we're going to talk about the time there was a serious sibling spat going on. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. Twice? Why is it in there twice? I don't know. God inspired it to serve for a reason. He knows why. Uh, Numbers 12.2. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. All right. So they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoke only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? Now, Here's the cast of players, Miriam and Aaron, Moses. Miriam, the sister of Moses, the one who followed his basket down the river Nile when they were killing all the Hebrew children and his mother put him in a basket and set him afloat and said, God, save him if you can. Miriam followed the basket, saw Pharaoh's daughter, picked that basket up, went to her and said, I know who can care for that child. And her mother raised her son, but Pharaoh's daughter considered Moses her son. So Miriam is very instrumental in Moses having life, the very life in the palace that he had, Miriam was responsible for. And she's speaking out a bit against him now. Aaron, the brother sent to speak for Moses. Moses said, God, I can't speak. Mo uh, God, I have a stammer. God said, here, here's Aaron. Take Aaron. So Moses is leaning on his brother. But Moses, or Aaron's not very strong. Aaron is not a strong guy at all. When when the when Moses was up in the mount um, talking to God, getting the Ten Commandments after the fiasco where God spoke to the people and they ran like crazy. So Moses goes up, just him and God are they're talking, they're fellowshipping, and Aaron's left down to lead the people. The people build the golden calf, and Aaron goes, "Okay, what can I do?" Because Aaron's weak. But Aaron, Moses thought highly of. Because Moses said, I'm leaning on Aaron, but Aaron couldn't hold anybody's weight. So these two people, Aaron and Miriam, are speaking out against Moses. They're supposed to be helping him, but they're speaking out. And the reason? Because Moses married an Ethiopian. Now, this is a story throughout the ages for many, many a family. Man gets married. Family don't like them. So the family and man fight continually over the spouse. It's an age-old story. We've seen it all the time, played out in movies and TVs in life. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. They were not happy with his choice of wife, so they're making his life miserable. The sad thing about that is that God created Adam and Eve, okay? All the world was populated by Adam and Eve. The world was wiped out by a flood. Noah and his family repopulated the earth. However. Noah and his family came from Adam and Eve. Everybody comes from Adam and Eve. Period. 
So they are they they're raising um they're 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 they're, they're uh, complaining and murmuring against God's children, God's creation, the Ethiopian, and God's chosen, hand-picked man. This is not going to end well for them, I'll guarantee it. So Numbers 12.3, Now the man Moses was very meek, above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Sorry, I'm stuttering there, and I don't know why. So now the man Moses was very meek, above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, and unto Aaron, and unto Miriam, Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. <laughs> of course you do. God says, hey, get out here. You go running. I mean, it's just that simple. So Moses is meek. Moses was, Moses was self-deprecating. But, and this is a very, very big but, Moses was the one called of God. Moses was the one God called. Moses was the one God gave the authority Moses is in a strait right now, and it is because of his family, and God is not happy about it. His family should be supporting him. His family should be lifting him, and God is not happy that Moses is in this strait because of his family. Moses is a meek man, and he's just sitting here bearing this weight. They keep on slapping him, and he keeps on taking it, but he's getting frustrated. He's getting stressed. God sees it. God hears it, and God calls him out to the tabernacle. But here's the thing. Moses didn't have to pray, Lord, help me. God heard it, and he took action. He saw what was coming, and he knew that this would ruin Moses' uh, demeanor, his, his mental state, faster than anything else. God says, get out here. We're putting, this, uh, we're putting a stop right here. So the three of them have been called to the principal's office for a get right with Jesus meeting. Literally, getting right with God is, is the point of this meeting. <laughs> You never say this is a sorry bad joke. Anyway, so in the Navy, I was chewed out by men whose very occupation in the service is to chew you out. They knew how to do it. Yet, God Almighty sitting them down and sitting them straight scares me. I don't want any part of that. I've been chewed out by some of the best. I don't want any part of God chewing me out. You know what I'm saying? So now here's the other thing I, I really want to. To, to say the three of them are called out from among the congregation to the tabernacle. God is keeping the family spat out of the public eye. Something a lot of us should learn. Okay. But also I want you to notice that Moses is very meek and he's tired and he's stressed and he's leading all these people and it's weighing on him. So he's going and he's plotting. He's going, ah, oh, I'm going to get my, my teeth kicked in again. Miriam and Aaron, God spoke to them and said, get down here. And they're already thinking that doesn't God speak to us? Didn't God, uh, hang on, let me go back to the verse here. Hath the Lord, uh, did he not also speak by us? And then God speaks to them. So they think they're getting called down to the tabernacle and they're going to be proven right. The, the, the two different mental states here are very important because these two, they think they're right. They think they're going that God's going to say, yes, you guys are equal to Moses. You guys are this, you guys are that. Moses is going saying, oh, I'm just so tired of all this. So God calls him down to the tabernacle. And in 12.5, and the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both 
came forth. And he said, God said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. Okay, so let's paint the scene here. Ready? So the Lord comes down in the pillar of the cloud and he's standing in front of the tabernacle. You know, it took me really back to my, my younger years where I was young and dumb, did stupid stuff. We all did, you know, between the ages of, you know, six and 40. Uh, and your mom is standing in the doorway and she's sitting there. She's calling all, she's calling you by all three names and her foot's tapping and she's hollering for you to get home. Now, do y'all remember your mama standing in the yard, foot tapping, hollering all three of your names? You didn't go running home. You went running until you saw mama and you walked as slow as you could, didn't you? Because mama wasn't happy. Mama is calling you to come to repentance because you did something wrong. Well, Aaron and Miriam are coming to the tabernacle and God's in that the door of that tabernacle and that pillar and that cloud. And he is tapping his foot. He's calling all three of those names. And he's saying, you get over here, Miriam and whatever her three names were. Aaron, whatever your three names. And he's calling him. He's tapping that foot. He is not happy. Sorry, it just brought me back to that mental image. <laughs> so God says to Miriam and Aaron, if there is a prophet, I will make myself known in a vision or speak with him in a dream. He doesn't say you're a prophet. He says, if there is a prophet, I will make myself known unto him in a vision and I will speak unto him in a dream. God is setting a stage here. He's saying if there's a prophet or someone among you like that, I will speak to them in a vision or a dream. But, Numbers 12, 7, my servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark speeches, and the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? God says, if there's a prophet, I will uh, make myself known to him in a vision, or I will speak to him in a dream, but not Moses. Moses is more than a prophet. Moses is my friend. Moses is the man that I come down and I talk face to face and I talk openly. I talk honestly, not in dark speeches, not in vagaries. I come down and I speak to Moses man to man, God to man. And you were not afraid to talk, to, to speak out against him? God's saying, this one is my favorite child. Y'all messed up. That's exactly what he's saying. My servant Moses is not so. He's not a prophet. He doesn't get spoke to in dreams and visions. God speaks to him in person, face to face, who is faithful in all mine house. God has the angels. God has man and God has Moses. And he is causing Moses faithful in all his house. Think about that. God himself is saying, Moses is faithful, all his house. I will speak to Moses. Moses is highly favored by me. And y'all spoke out against him, and you dared not be afraid. Think of them, man. Moses had more access to God than anyone ever has. He spoke to him in person more than anyone ever has. I'm not counting Jesus because Jesus is God, not the same. Moses was born a man, lived a man, 
died a man. Jesus is God, not, so I'm, I'm saying among mankind, Moses was special. He had more access to God, more of God's authority than anyone else on the face of the earth ever in history's time. And they dared to speak against him. God has worked up the ladder. But wait, there's more. Numbers 12, 9. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Miriam spoke out against Moses first. That's why her name was listed first. Miriam and Aaron spoke out. Miriam was first. Aaron just followed again, as with the golden calf. He's not strong. So he followed. Miriam is the one that carries the punishment here, for she was the leader of the rebellion. The anger of the Lord was kindled against them. He departed. The cloud departed the tabernacle, and Miriam became leprous. Leprosy is very contagious. She is now an outcast. She can't even go back and get her things. Right then and there, she's left out in the wilderness. They had to move away from her fast. She is now an outcast, left out of the camp, and she is driven away from those she loved and those who loved her because she spoke out against God's man, dared to call herself equal to God's friend. Moses is the only man to ever spend 40 days twice, 40 days, two times in the presence of God, so much so that he was glowing from being in God's presence. Just like the sun and the moon, how the moon reflects the sunlight, and we call it moonlight. Moses reflected God's light. So much so was he like God. And from that time, he reflected God to the Israelites. And they spoke out against him. And she is paying a terrible price for it. She is now leprous. And leprosy spreads, spreads like that. No other man, Jesus is God. He doesn't count. No other man had the very same privileges that Moses had. The access, the, the sheer understanding of God. No one ever like Moses did. They spoke out against Moses, the hand-picked man of God, and they paid a price for it. Let's get to the next part. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. Miriam is leprous. God has left. Miriam is leprous, paying the price for speaking out against Moses. And Aaron is going to intercede for her. But I want you to notice the change in tone from Aaron. He goes from saying, are we not also prophets? Are we not also equals with Moses? Did not God speak by us? Now he is interceding for Miriam, but he is interceding with Moses. And he doesn't go, hey, brother, can you? He says, no, my Lord, can you? <laughs> Aaron has completely changed his tune. God has set the record straight. And Aaron, while he's not weak, he's not stupid either. Okay. 
He went from agreeing that they are equal to Moses, questioning Moses' authority, to calling Moses, my Lord. Funny how a visit from God makes a change in people. Really, it's fascinating. So Aaron says, we have done foolishly, lay not this sin against us. Moses, in an act of generosity, beseeched God that Miriam might be healed. Now you say, generosity? Yeah, I say generosity. Sure, she was a sister, but she just spoke out and led a rebellion against him. Now, many of us, many of us, when we are vindicated, when we are proven right, when we uh, are facing a, a terrible battle and it comes out that we were right all along, that we were in the right position, that we had done nothing wrong, we're like, I told you so. Moses didn't even say, I told you so. Moses said, you're right, Aaron, I'm going to beseech and I'm going to intercede. He didn't gloat. Most of us would have, myself included. He didn't say, I told you so. Most of, most of us would have, myself included. He turned right around and he beseeched God that Miriam might be healed. That's generosity because not once did he think about his own vindication. Not once did he think about his own, oh, I was right. Look at me. No, Moses was meek. He was humble. Moses has lived a life that many of us would not have survived. But God, hmm. God knew better. God was sure that Miriam had not yet learned her lesson. So, uh, Numbers 12, 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days, and after that let her be received in again. And Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again. And afterward, the people removed from Hazeroth and pitched in the wilderness of Paran. Okay. So Moses prays and says, Lord, I beseech you, don't, 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 don't let her go through this. Let's heal her and bring her back in. And God says, you know, traditions and customs of that day, God says, if her father had been insulted and offended, if she had led a rebellion against the patriarch, they would have spit in her face and put her out the camp for seven days just for insulting them. She raised her voice, her hand against my hand-picked chosen. Shall I do any less? God has Moses' back. He is protecting Moses. He's working with Moses, trying to keep him from getting burnt out. Trying to keep him from having to fight his family as well as take care of the Israelites. God's really working in Moses' behalf here. So what he did was God gave Miriam the world's first time out. She has seven days to sit out of the camp, cast out away from her loved ones, her, her bed, her tent, everything with no notice, by the way, because she went to the temple thinking, oh, look, I am so great. God's going to reward me now to being leprous and cast out of the tent or cast out of the camp. So God has given the first attitude adjustment and the first time out all at the same time. Aaron's attitude changed real quick to, from I'm equal to you to, hey, my Lord, can you please pray to God? And to Miriam putting her out to camp for seven days. God just, he just cleaned house, let me tell you. So she has that leprosy. Moses intercedes and God says, okay, fine. If she had insulted a man, her father, earthly father, she had been put out of, 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 of the camp for seven days. So we're going to put her out of the camp for seven days. And the people, because Miriam and Aaron are still really very important to the people of Israel, the people of Israel waited for her. They didn't make her follow along. They waited for her. She lost a lot of, of, 
of um, position. She lost a lot of status, but they still kept her as part of them, which is very important because she was chastised by God. They didn't kick her out. She wasn't in, and, and she wasn't the same, but she was never ostracized by the people. God set her aside for chastising, for disciplining, but then the people waited and welcomed her back, and then they moved on. That's important too. She has been thoroughly chastised by God, and I think she probably never forgot that. Aaron and Miriam sinned in speaking out against the man God had placed in authority. He had Moses' back, and why? Because he is God, and he had hand-picked Moses. He knew the burdens and trouble that Moses went through for the children of Israel, something Miriam and Aaron did not fully understand. He knew the sacrifices, the emotional, physical, and mental distress Moses was under for the people he has been babysitting. They didn't get it. God did. God takes his faithful and loyal servants very seriously. If you don't believe me, here we go. I'm going to give you three examples. He gave Gideon an unasked for sign to shore up his faith. He gave Gideon a sign Gideon did not ask for to make sure Gideon was in the right frame of mind before going against the Midianites. Paul was beaten, bruised, tired in Corinth, and the people are speaking against him, and he's, he's ready just to give up. And God comes to him and says, Paul, nobody here is going to touch you. I have many people here. You're fine. You keep on being you, doing what you do. And God gave him a year and a half in Corinth. And here, Moses, tired, frustrated, his family is now starting to speak against him. And God had his back, stepped in and said, y'all, back him up. He is a good, pure, and just God. He may ask you to do something very difficult, but he's also going to make sure you have the help to do it. That's important. Moses' family was speaking against him, but God had his back. They spoke out against the hand-picked man of God, but God had his back. And they were chastised. Then they were brought back in, right back into the family. This is a whole story of rebellion and redemption. This is a story of a leader staying true. No matter how hard it got, never giving up and God having his back. There is so much in this account that you could go through. Miriam was cast out, but the people waited. And when she was better, they then moved on when she was part of them again. There's so much here. So when you get the time, read it, study it. And until next time, have a great day.